the blocks of ice were as tall as your kitchen table, just standing on the edge. It took them like two days to cut it out, and somebody was going around in a, in a little boat to stop it refreezing. Oh, we can't go there because there's leopard seals feasting on penguins. When riding tigers, untamed and unfiltered, with Danny Bent. Welcome to When Riding Tigers, my podcast searching for those people that make you want to down tools and drop societal norms to follow your gut and heart with abandon. I'm hoping through listening, we're all going to be a little inspired to live more freely and a touch more wild. Kath Pendleton is the first person to swim an ice mile in the Antarctic Circle. She's swum the English Channel, she's competed for Great Britain at ice swimming. She sounds like a superhero, but really, she's just this down-to-earth mother of two doing incredible things. I hope you enjoy this interview. I feel I'm so lucky to be sitting here on my couch with Kath Pendleton. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. (laughs) I need to tell you before we get started that my whole podcast centred around you when I first set it up. I just saw that, uh, I saw the BBC article about you being the first person to swim a mile in the Antarctic Circle. And I just, and I love ice swimming. And I was just like, I just want to speak to this lady. And I was like, if I set up a podcast, I might be able to speak to her. And, and here we are, sitting on my couch at home, a couple of microphones, and we're about to get deep and dirty into ice swimming and uh, wild swimming and everything like this. You've just come back from Hatfield. Yeah. I got a message from you. You'd said you were going to go and try and do your 10th ice mile there. And I got this message. I've written it down. And you just said, it was too warm. It was six degrees. Is that right? Yeah, it turned out it was 5.1. It's so close. 5.1. And, and to, swim, to swim an ice mile, it has to be what temperature? It has to be five degrees on, and uh, on three thermometers. And just for anyone listening, I remember the first time, I love ice swimming, and I remember the first, or wild swimming, and I love uh, the fact that I got into water, it said it was six degrees, and I just put my feet in to see how cold it was, and it felt like my feet were being crushed by one of those vices you have at school that you kind of, when you're doing technology, you put things in it and slowly wind it. I, I, I lasted about 10 seconds just with my feet in. And I was screaming in pain afterwards. And that isn't cold enough for an ice mile. So, so what did you do today? Like, what, You went to Hatfield? Well, I went to Hatfield. Yesterday we had a report that was going to be 5.7. So everybody was like, it's going to fall overnight. I was like, no, it's too warm. And then we got there this morning and it was 5.1. We were gutted because it was like, it's like if it had been 0.2 under, we could have done it. Um, so they were doing some ice mile qualifiers, which is an ice K. Three of the other people there, one of them, a lady called Jerry, she's trying to go for the oldest person to do an ice mile. How old is she? She's, I'm going to say, I hope she'll forgive me, I think I heard her saying last night, 72. Wowzers. Yeah, and she's gutted because they've been chasing this dream for, but that's the thing with the ice, you know, if you haven't got the temperature. So I decided I'd be super lazy and just do a social swim instead, and it was lovely. A social swim, how far is how, how far is a social swim for you? A social swim for me is probably five metres. <laughs> Especially in those sort of temperatures. I just kind of get into around, then we have cake afterwards. 
<laughs> well, I was with Jackie and Jonty, and they they were like, we're going to do one loop, which was just 200, 250, something like that. So it was decided we'd do breaststroke and we'd have a chitty chat. But well, as a child, breaststroke was my stroke, but now I don't move. So I was like, Jonty, I need to do front crawl because I'm actually going backwards here. And um, we were laughing because I did a loop and my watch was registering 41 meters. And I'm like, we've been in here six minutes. And so he was like, oh, my watch is 400. So I did two more loops front crawl then and thought, time for coffee and cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you, you mentioned your childhood at just swimming breaststroke. What, like, what was this? What was your childhood in terms of swimming? Yeah, well, I lived in a really small village called Sunnybridge, and we were really lucky that there was a pool built onto the side of the school when I was about four. And I remember roller skating in that pool when it was empty. So everybody swam in the village because there wasn't anything to do. So we were all swimmers in the village. We did sort of the um, swim club. But we used to swim in the river all the time as kids because there was nothing else to do. And yeah. so, and I don't know, sometimes Easter was really hot then. So we would just build rafts and float down the river and we were just in the river all I, the time I, i've actually heard something about the because your village has a raft race isn't it yeah and it's because my mum and dad's does it's a matlock a raft race on a on on boxing day and the locals will come out and throw eggs and flour at you and i like one person hit me in the head with a bit of flour and cut my head open and the other person hit me with an egg and it's sliced through my ear oh god that's not happening to you when you do your raft no races. no and they don't do it at the carnival doesn't run anymore but one oh, year one yeah. year one year it would be a raft race and you'd go from the one bridge in the village to the to the other bridge and some people had they just built their rafts you know it was normally a pallet and maybe those blue container yeah, things water carriers yeah or and, oil carriers or and i used to use um an inflatable inner tube that we used to get from the lorry yard and um, it was great. It was a it was a fun race, and I don't even remember there being any age limit. And then the other year would be a pram race or a wheelbarrow race around around the village, the next village, and then it all sort of stopped. I don't know if health and safety. And then it became a run. Right. Oh, what how disappointing! I love running. But, yeah. You know, I like all that mad stuff as well. And it it does feel that these kind of. Uh, Welsh villagers love doing mental stuff. You came from the toilet. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you were the world record holder for the uh, bog snorkeling triathlon. This is, uh, excuse my Welsh, but Clinton Wells, I think yeah. that is uh, where that's held. Yeah, there's loads of mad stuff. But I want to take. I want to go back to that pool. Like when you're on your roller skates. That's what's fascinated me just now. Hearing you and your roller skates. How big was the pool? Is it really 25 meters? It was a 20 meter pool. 20 meter. And it used to be boiling. It was like a bath. Right. Yeah. It was like a bath. But the um. The swim teachers there just took everybody under their wings. So, and I was one of those children who could only swim under underneath the water. So it took them ages to get me. You know, I was, like the Nirvana album. Yeah, just like diving yeah. down. I still do that in the summer. I just play. But they took us all through swim club. You know, the sort of bronze, silver, medallion, all that sort of the life saving skills. Yeah. And we had a wonderful time. And everybody just swam. And I'm one of five girls. So my my mum was a single mum. I, I don't know how she coped because there's only a year between us all. So we'd come home from school and she would march us to the pool and we'd go in at five o'clock and come out at half past seven, completely wrinkly, all of a shower. And then she'd bring our pyjamas and dressing gowns to walk us home. Oh, I love that. Oh, I used to be mortified. But now they all do it at swim club. They yeah. go in their onesies. Yeah. My mum's a like, trailblazer. <laughs> wow, cool. So she's tracing, like, were, were all five of you loving the swimming or was it just... Was it just you loving swimming or do all No, we all loved it and we all competed. And I think my sisters probably gave up sooner than me. They gave up by the time they'd gone to high school. I kept it going for a while, um, the early morning swimming. And to be honest, I'm not a fast swimmer. And what happened when I was about 12, 
I discovered cigarettes and boys and yeah, skiving yeah. and all the other things, and I didn't want to swim anymore. So I left. I was doing other things like badminton and hockey and stuff, but I just didn't really want to swim. And I tried to go back when I was about 13 or 14 because my friend Kim then had progressed from Brecon Club to a bigger club in Swansea. So she was like, you can come with me. Probably better boys and better, better cigarettes well, and booze there. No, <laughs> I, was, I was useless. I went and like, I couldn't keep up with anyone. I think I went to three or four sessions. But I think that was a natural thing around that age where you discover I'm never going to be a sprinter, you know. Yeah. So it was like... And even athletics at school, I was the one that got checked in the cross country in the 1500 because nobody else wanted to do it. And I would just plod my way around. Was that, was that I'm starting to see this slight pattern that someone says something to you and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, like we, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll ask Kath because she'll say yes to the worst. Like cross country when you're at school is the worst, isn't it? No one wants to do it. Ask Kath. She'll say yes. She's a bit of a mad oh. Her mum makes her dress in her pyjamas and walks through the village. So... <laughs> Well, it was actually just across the schoolyard, okay. yeah. but it was still embarrassing yeah, enough. Yeah. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah. What was it? What was family life like? Was, you, was your dad around as well? No, my dad, unfortunately, left when we was like six months old. So my mum raised the five of us well, like on her own. My so she, goodness. Yeah, she's a, a good woman and a, a really good auntie used to help out as well. But we were really close as sisters and... We lived on a council estate that only had 12 houses and then there was another council estate in the village that had 52 houses and then one in the next village. So everybody was really close and, you know, everybody looked at... And you just played bulldog or went swimming or building dens was the thing and discovering other people's dens and taking over their dens. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, crazy stuff. I was wondering whether you were going to be like <laughs> squatting in other people's dens or whether you're a dish... One of those, I, if I found someone else's den, then I'd destroy it. <laughs> that was my kind of way in the woods when... Uh, we were just mucking around but no i had a brilliant childhood i i would go back to my childhood tomorrow well it wouldn't be like it is now you know because yeah, no, you know no. i think i remember when we got the fourth channel on tv that was exciting yeah yeah <laughs> your mum i guess like you know you're saying it's different to how it would be now because i wouldn't go back to my childhood i i'd st i like every age that every year that comes i just thought oh, this is the best year yeah and childhood was awesome but i just feel i'm still a child how many kids do you have now? You've got two. two. You've got two. your two daughters, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So I guess that kind of helps you grow up, whereas I'm still kind of stuck in a seven-year-old's life, <laughs> just kind of running around, throwing my hands in the air, getting naked every now and again. <laughs> we're actually getting naked. We're going, we're going skinny dipping a bit later on, um, building a fire, going for a skinny dip at Dan Flask. So, you know, that's, that's still part of my being. But yeah, so this, this swimming's always been with you. Like you're swimming in this pool as a kid. That's a bazillion degrees, super mega hot. You're probably sweating. You're, you're having to drink loads of water to, to keep cool. What happened to make you start loving cold water? I guess you've got the, the, the river out. At the, was it at the bottom of your garden? Or no, it, was, it, it wasn't far to walk there. Mm. It was probably about half a mile. But um, what started me back was I continued swimming anyway, even though I didn't do it. I still swam you know just recreationally and then when I joined the Air Force I had the opportunity to join the Royal Air Force swim team but again I was really slow I was like a stand-in if they needed somebody so and then even when I left the Air Force and had my children my go-to thing was swimming because I, I, I just swam then I suppose that was my switch off thing I you know even when I was in the Air Force and I was 20s you know we boozed all the time but it was like oh where's Kath today she's gone to the pool and I hooked on to the swim swimathon. Then I remember the, the, the swimathon, and I would just like train, and I just go to the pool for a couple of hours yeah. and and swim, and 
then, isn't it? Yeah, it, uh, it, it was just something I liked to do. I just always did it, but it wasn't doing it for anything other than, and even with my ex-husband, we would go at the weekends to swim mm. and I would swim before work a couple of days a week. And then when we split up and I, uh, I moved to Scotland, the only thing I could really do, I did run a lot then actually, I actually really enjoyed running then, but um, I could leave my daughter in the creche at the pool, do my swim, and then they would bring the baby oh, into the pool. Yeah. So I, I just kept swimming really, but for nothing other than this is my time to, to switch off. And that's what I don't get now since discovering the cold. I can't switch off in, in warm water. And I moved back to Wales and most people would go out on a Friday night, wouldn't they, as a single mum or whatever. And I used to get babysit and go to the pool with the local triathlon club. And then they were like, do you want to do a triathlon? I was like, no, because I hated running by this point. And I did one in 2007. It was a pool one and it was horrendous. I did the bike and I didn't know that I hadn't taken a a pad off it and I'd cycled this 14 miles in biblical rain with when I put my wheel back on I didn't realize I had to do something with the brakes and the run I didn't practice is it brick sessions where you get off and then you go that's right yeah so I didn't know what was going to happen to my legs so I run 5k and go, I can't be my legs I can't be yeah my you're legs. running you're kind of running like John Wayne yeah. like one leg flying out there one flying out there and a, a lady was particularly rude to me because I'd gone first in the swim but I'd asked if I could go first because swimming was the only discipline I could really do they said, I'll oh, just go first. I said, look, I'm not going to win it. But if you put me in the position that I should go, everybody's going to have gone home by the time I got home. And I came something like 83 out of 87. And I think two people dropped out. So I was pretty much last, right? right. And a woman came up to me and started screaming at me about going first in the pool. Because and I, you were too fast. Yeah, that what she, yeah. And I was like, if I won, but like, so it put me off. And I didn't oh, go back. Oh, no, that's sad. And then in 2011, I was still training with Breck and Try, and they, they were like, why don't you try again? And I did, and I got completely hooked. So I was like, I do things if there's a party. So if it's like, we're going for a run, but there's a party in the evening or whatever, yeah, I'm in. So I started doing it, and I was doing lots of pool triathlons. But through doing that, I met people that were open water swimming. So I started going outdoors, fully wetsuited and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I did my first open water swim in... April 2013, which was a 2K swim across an estuary. You had to swim a, a K across. Bizarrely, get out, run around a pole and swim back. Yeah, they love making you do that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and I loved it. Right. And then I started doing some 5Ks and 10Ks, but still doing the triathlon. But because I was a little bit pants at running and I scared it going downhill on my bike, I kind of got into the swimming. But where did I discover the cold water swimming? I sussed it the other day. I did um, Slateman Triathlon right. one year, and they do a short distance on the Saturday and a longer distance on the Sunday. So I went the short distance so I could party on the Saturday night. And Very well. The long well di- thought out. Long out. distance. Was so- and I came out in, like, the top ten of the swimmers. Now, I'm slow, and my partner at the time was like, you smashed it. But what we didn't realise, it was 10, 11 degrees. So a lot of people had, like, gone in and got back out. But I didn't realise. I was buzzing after this swim. So I carried on doing... So it was a skins one, This for some reason? No, tra- it was wetsuit. Oh, it was still wetsuit. It was okay, wetsuit, okay, go but right, when right. it's under a certain temperature with triathlon, yeah, yeah. they stop they, it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's, right. that's exactly right. So a couple of more years went past, and then I hurt my back in September 2015. I hurt it at work, actually, and I got out of the river what, one night. picking something up? I was, carry- I was lifting bikes, adaptable bikes over... Oh, I used to, oh, really? I used to work as oh, a cy- cool. cycling instructor. Yeah, I loved yeah, yeah. it. And then... I was wetsuited. I was sitting on the side and I, I couldn't do my socks up. And I was I was like, my back's gone. My back's gone. And I phoned my friend and I said, I can't run tomorrow. And she's like, what excuse this time? I was like, I'm driving the car and I literally can't dip the clutch. Oh, no. And I did something to the bottom of my back. So 
I've then seen this advert for a Chill Swim Winter Swimming Gala at the back of, well, it's Outdoor Swimmer Mag now, but it used to be called H2 Open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was Chill Swim Winter Swimming Gala, February 2016, and all these people in swimsuits on a snowy, and I was like, Oh, that's just the greatest, isn't it? What on earth? What's that? So I said to my friend... Well, most people see that and they think, oh, these people look mad. And what was your thought when you saw this? Well, I people? thought, what a crazy bunch of fools. Yes. But... I'm going to fit in really beca- well. Beca- well, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to run and cycle through the winter because my back was... It did get better. So I said to my friend, Rachel, I've seen this. She said, I've seen it. I said, let's do it. So we went one September evening... The water was 12 degrees. It was before our triathlon class. I think we swam for about eight minutes back and forth the river. We got out. We were frozen. We yeah. were gibbering wrecks. Shakes. Yeah, absolute gibbering wrecks. Got to the pool. Probably shouldn't have driven. We still shaking when we got to the pool. And they were like, what's wrong with you two? And we were just like, we've just been in the river. They were like, well, we stopped weeks ago. We were, and we're like, no, no, without our wetsuits. And they were like, what? And we're like, we're going to do this gala. And then I went a second time, and I always say to people, try something twice, because the first time was just so hideous. It was hideous. That, that first experience was bad for you. It, well, it wasn't bad. I just didn't know what on earth was happening. You know, I've done this for fun, and I can't stop shaking. Yes. So um, I went again, and I was hooked. I was hooked on the buzz that I got after it. That's it, the buzz. The first time, did you get the buzz, or was it just the second time? The first time, I was just, well, raged. Probably like, a bit scared. We were scared, because yeah. we were... This is why I say to people, do not ever put a time on degrees because yeah. we were eight minutes to 12 degrees and we were a mess. Yeah. We were a mess. And, and there it, is this kind of folklore that you can swim for as many minutes as there is temperature. Which that, is as, absolute that rubbish. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I look back to that now and I just think, gosh, if I'd stuck to that, we may not have been here because we were, we were a mess. And I was just hooked. I was immediately hooked. I was training for the Chill Swim Winter Gala in the February and I actually ended up doing my first ice mile in the January because I was just right. hooked. So you kind of signed up for this thing, like your introduction was going to be in February and, and you ended up... <laughs> yeah, I was hooked. And a lot of people said to me, you shouldn't have been able to do that. It should have taken right. you two or three years. But I don't know whether it was like all that cold swimming as, as a child or some people can just tolerate it better. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I was really chuffed because I was the first Welsh woman to do it then because I think I was... 147th in the world or something. Well, that's pretty good anyway. Yeah, that's pretty good. And you are a very proud Welsh person, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Ad break. When I came across Zabfit, the company blew me away. They are a health company focused on money stress. I'll be the first to admit money is a topic I avoid because I worry about it. It makes me feel anxious and a bit guilty. It's not good for my inner zen. Now, here's the radical part. Zavfit is helping to change those feelings and emotions. The app lets you mood rate purchases on a happiness scale, spot spending that causes stress, and helps form new habits that feel better. They call it happiness per pound. Go check them out, because right now, they're giving free access to the app to the first 200 UK-based podcast listeners who reach out to them. Just pop an email over to hello at zavfit.com with the title, Danny Podcast, and they'll sort you out. I was thinking for our audience, you kind of touched on this buzz that you're you're experiencing. Can you give, how, what is this? Getting really cold, the pain, feeling like you're being crushed, shaking uncontrollably. How does that equate into a buzz? Give people, in your words, an idea of what this buzz actually feels like. I think the buzz for me certainly comes from what I say is my reset button. 
I call, because when I get in the water, I feel like you, it has to be a lot, normally about three, I get that now, where I used to get it at, like you at six and seven. Yeah. Like literally, like somebody just got a vice and smashed your hands in it. But what happens then for me is my brain's really busy all the time. So it's constantly thinking, what's for tea? Who's picking up the kids? Who's doing this? Who's doing And in that cold water, you've just got to concentrate on your swim. You've just like, is my breathing okay? You know, can I still coordinate my hands? And then after a while, after that's sort of settled, I'm just like, oh no, I really like this because I can't think of anything else other than when I'm in front of the other. So when I get out, I think because my brain's had that control out reset, that energizes me because I suppose some people do meditation, don't they? Or go for a yeah. run to do that. But that I find that the cold water swimming is the only thing that does it for me. Yeah. I'm like Zebedee after it. Some of my friends get really cold, really tired. But I'm like, ding, 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 ding. And it's just like somebody's reset everything in me. And, and do you think, because it must be an adrenaline dump as well. Because I, I, I always relate, kind of relate it back to when you're in that water, your body is probably slowly dying. And I always feel that when I come out, I guess it's just how our brain works with all these chemicals that are being dumped into it at that point. But I always think I'm just so thankful to be alive. But I think people probably feel that after their meditation yeah. and things like this as well. So it's just the way our, our minds are perceiving this. But that's that. I always think that that's the, I'm just lucky to be alive and I just love life even more after I've been swimming and done these sorts of things. Yeah, fortunately for me as well, I don't get horrific shakes. Yeah. I, I do get shakes, but I've had some that are those like really deep, core ones that people come and they hurt yeah i don't like them but everybody's like you can't fight them you gotta let it happen so luckily for me i don't get that and somebody's told me a really good tip lately is to try and relax your shoulders when you're recovering because you're constantly like this with the shakes yeah. you know and then sometimes i do get heavy shoulders so i do consciously now try to yeah i actually get that when i'm them. when i'm in the water that i tense up and I know you don't do dips like I do you're swimming you're always putting your head in oh I do do plenty of dips too you do you You do dip as well I do dip if there's a party after especially so um, take us back to January Uh, you're supposed to be doing your big event in February but you decide that you're going to try and do a nice mile in the January yeah in the January with my friend Vicky who's to blame for it so basically Rachel and I started this swimming together in the September and because I was working in Cardiff full-time at the at the time we started going to this lake two mornings a week where you hear me saying in Murphy Mermaid about trout slapping you in the face. They literally did. It was a trout fishing lake. But on they the... literally hitting you in the face? Yeah. They're like, oh, that was I think it. I heard you because you weren't, you, I think you said um, you were in a head, head torch, torch and so yeah. they're probably attracted to the light, are they? I don't know. But, but, oh, but in between that, I put a message on Facebook um, on South Wales Outdoor Swimming and said, look, I'm desperate to find somewhere cold to swim. The river's in flood and... There's it. Nobody answered. And then two weeks later, this girl, Vicky, answered and she was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I found some other people that want to swim. She said, I've been doing cold water swimming for two years and my partner just, like, spots me and stuff. So her and I got to get... So we then became the four of us, the four Diffy Dragons, we called ourselves. I love that. And we were just all going as much as we could. Then Vicky made the mistake of telling me about the ice mile. And I was like, what's an ice mile? And she told me it's swimming one mile and... Only so many people have done it. And we were still training. How many people have done it? Oh, now I think it's 400 and something. How many people have... Probably 400 people climb Everest every every year, I suspect. It's People who have swum with Ice Mile is very much below how many people have got to the summit of Everest. So it shows you how tough it is. It is really, really tough. And it's, you know, some people 
I, I don't know, can everybody do it? I don't think everybody can do it, but mm. they're not. But then I say you can do anything you want to, but sometimes there are limits. Some people just can't get past those barriers. One, it's all about acclimatization, and you, it, you, you've just got to train really hard, and you've got to take it so steady as well. Like I did a swim on Tuesday because I knew I was have this ice mile this weekend, and I had to get out early because I was feeling really horrid. I was just like, yeah, today's not my day. I, what is that horrid that. feeling? What is, what well, I know. I had like my hands and arms just felt really weird. I'd never experienced it before. And I think I was just tired and I couldn't feel myself kicking. And, I, you know, I was being watched from the side and I said, I'm going to get out. And they're like, no, you're swimming really well. And I was like, no, I, I feel really crap. I'm going to get right. out. Because there's so much can affect it. What you've eaten, how much you've slept, how hydrated you are, probably time of the month. All these sorts of things yeah, are probably all everything. playing. Yeah. And, and you're also playing with your life. So, yeah. so I was like, you know, nothing's worth, and I say that to everyone. And I was thinking, practice what you preached, Kath. If it doesn't feel right, there's another day. And then I went back Thursday and I did a mile and I was fine. I was buzzing again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So us four, we had so much fun together training for it. And both Vicky and I did our ice smiling Keeper's Pond. And um, Is Keeper's Pond your favourite one, is that? Keeper's Pond is my, was, it is my favourite pond in the winter, but I've not been there lately because it's been, frozen over all the it's time very thick ice thick, as well even ice. around here it's been we've been yeah. getting quite a bit of ice and because i was training for a big swim which i'm not doing now um i needed to swim distance yeah. so there was no point me going in a hole and doing a, yeah. like a hundred loops so i would go over to clevedon where mm. i could get a decent swim in people have been falling over on the wet grass and my middle name's calamity you know calamity cat so i was like i can't get injured so because i've experienced being in the ice and playing in the ice which is lovely I stayed away because I didn't want to get injured. Yeah, um, Keepers is probably my favourite. It's brutal. Yeah. I say Keepers is colder than Antarctica. <laughs> really? Bonkers. Oh, man. Let's just quickly... So you were gonna, you were talking about this would have been your 10th ice mile if you'd done it today. Yeah, it would have been my 10th official one. So. Yeah. And how many How many have you done non-official? Quite a few. <laughs> when I was training... Are we talking like 20 or like 100? No, probably about... 20 odd over the years when we're training That's for crazy though for antarctica you know i was i didn't realize how hard i trained you know i was able to do it and it's unbelievable what the body can do because i'd started doing these longer swims and i i've been swimming an hour at like six and seven which is something that i never thought i could do but a friend sean that i was training with you know that's been an eye-opener for me to be able to swim but it's brutal. It's mm. it, it is brutal. And then as soon as I stopped it for a couple of weeks, you kind of lose it again. Right, so yeah. it's so Antarctica. I was really on top of it. And from from October, I was probably we ha we had decent temperatures. I was probably doing one nice mile a week in training. Um, my biggest mistake I made was I didn't go anywhere warmer and swim longer, yeah. or go to the pool. Because actually on the day of the swim, I was like. My shoulders are quite tired. Oh, <laughs> quite tired. Um, I, I, I really want to get deep into Antarctica, but I think this journey that you went on, you, you did your, that first ice mile successfully. Yeah. How did you feel after that ice mile? I was buzzing looking for the next one already. Yeah, right. Yeah. And did you feel, did you feel like you achieved something superhuman? Because that's what you had done. No, I didn't. I just... Did, have, you, have, you ever, have you ever thought that? No, I just no. like it. Yeah, it's, I, 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 it's funny because you just, you know, just reading up a little bit about you. You're doing these things that most humans can't, but you always come across with such humor and and humility as well. I think you're just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going out and doing what I do. And, yeah. And but 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 
you're achieving things that which are magnificent. Even that first mile puts you amongst the very few, yeah. less than 500 people. That's yeah. crazy. I would add a hash, uh, asterisk to that. Don't organize your own. Do it, do it like I did with Swim Your Swim. I mean, I've learned so much over the years. And I would say do an organized one, the safety side of it. You know, I've been really lucky. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of us had anything bad happen. But yeah. now that I know more, it makes me more and more... So if you go and do one of those, is there a kind of doctor present? And yeah, you have to do- a doctor present. You have to have an ISA official present now. So the rules are really ch- changed on it. And right. it's for safety. Of course, and, yeah. Um, swim your swim in Hatfield are brilliant because right. you go one at a time and you've got a boat with you all the time, constantly counting your stroke rate. And they've got a really good recovery team there because, you know, people can be in a really bad way when they, they come out. And yeah. They're, they're absolutely brilliant. And I've known that they've pulled people with 50 metres to go. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like th- th- there's no room for, oh, let's wait and see. Because if it all goes wrong, it goes wrong really quickly. Yeah. Let's, let, while we're talking about things that are going wrong, why don't we just... Let, can you give me some examples of things that you've seen or things that you've heard of that, that, that have happened? Well, I'm not really up on the science of it all, but they talk about swim failure and people just stop swimming and they just can't swim anymore the worst i've seen is bad recoveries you know people are clearly hypothermic and you know i I, i've seen it what does that look like what what does that look like well i've seen people pass out you know and i've known people that have lost a couple of hours that they they can't remember things and yeah fortunately touch wood touch my own brain yeah i've always been fine but then i do think over the years that i've i've learned and i think i've always listened so my body, probably in the early days, I probably pushed myself more than what I should have. But now I'm just like, I'm getting older as well. And you get scared of things when you get older, don't you? And it wasn't that I wasn't... And you've less to prove. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, I don't think less to prove. It was probably the naivety of yeah. it, you know. And I've seen more now as it's got more popular. And mm. I've, I've seen how people can be after even a short swim, you know. And I'm, I wouldn't do it. I know people that do it and they're in this mess, but they still do it. And I'm yeah. like... Oh, I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm dreading the day that I ever have a really bad ex- But I'd, I'd like to think that I'm wise enough now that I would pull it before I got to that stage. Yeah. Or now, like I say, I'm doing it with organised stuff that people would be watching me and... Watching that stroke, and, watching and how somebody, it changes. And if somebody pulls me out, you know, even if I think I'm doing well, they've, they've done it for a reason. Yeah. And um, I think that's really important. But... Probably it was naivety and maybe we were lucky. And then we went on the cold water intro and we were like, well, maybe we should have come on this three months right. ago. <laughs> uh, oh, really? I oh, love it. Because um, I guess what happens, you, your body wants to preserve its organs. So all the blood, all the warmth and the blood goes to your organs and it's the outside. It's the, the kind of flesh that's getting cold and the skin yeah. that's getting cold and everything like this. And then as you warm up, it slowly releases that blood back and it starts to get to your organs isn't it i guess that's is that what they call the drop yeah i never really experienced a really bad after drop but some people have and i think it's all about rewarming slowly so for me because i trained at keepers pond predominantly when i go into a warm room i find that hard because it gives me like chiblings because i'm not used to it but so i get dressed all my layers and then my hot drink, and I've, the last couple of years I've taken to hot water bottles. They've revolutionised my rewarm. But then I did do something at the World Champs where they use warm towels. So they go from 
like lukewarm towels and gradually get hotter. Uh, and I didn't know if I'd like that, but I'd actually loved it. Yeah, it right. was really good. But that has to be done properly. Because if you went to, if you went in too hot, you warm your body thinks oh I've warmed up, and so it starts dumping that cold water yeah. into your I yeah. guess into your, whatever wherever yeah, else you get in your. No. But you just dropped casually uh, at the world champs i learned about the towels tell us about oh that was how, how long did this happen after that first swim the first ice mile well everything was really lucky so in 2016 i did my first ice mile then it was coming to the summer and i thought i was going to be really bored and just like when i seen the advert for the winter swimming gala i was like what am i going to do all summer because i love the winter i was hooked on the winter i was like so through the ice swimming i'd started to meet loads of people that had done the channel and I was like, oh, like little light bulb moment. And when I was a child going to this pool, every Saturday, my uncle would say to me, what's the water That's wet? your Uncle Freddy, isn't my it? My Uncle Freddy. I've seen him referenced around. It's oh, so funny. He, is, he, is he a special person in well, your life? Well, he, he used to come up and visit my mum every Saturday on, on, on the bus from Swansea. Is that, your, is that the auntie's husband? No, or? no, my mum's brother. Yeah, my he, brother, he, right. He's not alive anymore. But he would come up every Saturday and he would take over the TV for boxing and wrestling and whatever and Great. sit in my mum's chair and then... We would go swimming and every time I'd come home, we'd go, was the water wet? And I was like, of course that water was wet. And at the time, if people swam the channel, it was always on like News Round yeah. and Blue Peter and stuff. And on the back, of, he used to smoke. And on the back of his Bryant May, Captain Webb was on the bo- box of the backs of mo- matches. Right. There used to be always facts on the bo- back of the box of matches. And I used to say to him, I'm going to swim the channel one day and Fred, stop taking... I love how his smoking habit is the thing that inspired you to go and do something completely bonkers. Stop taking the mix. So I kind of think, you know, that's like the Everest of long distance swimming, isn't it, sort of thing. So what happened, I was probably getting a bit down because the winter season had finished and I'd had too much gin. I was pretty intoxicated with gin about one o'clock in the morning. So I Googled how to swim the channel and it then emailed a few pilots. They came back with some dates. I booked a date. I thought two years later, I can do that in two years. So I booked a window three on a spring tide. I didn't know anything about tides. I told this lady what I was doing. She was like, you're on the completely wrong tide because if you're not a fast swimmer, you need to go on neat tide and you need to be in position one or two. So that seemed like two years away. So that summer, I did lots of long distance swims I, I did my first seven mile which i'd only done six miles before then the winter came again and the dippy dragons went on tour to poland as you do it was amazing it was partying there was partying for yeah vodka yeah yeah because we drank the bar out of gin so we had to move on to vodka. oh great yeah i like that <laughs> nice and um, i want to meet all the dippy <laughs> dragons i want to come away with you so we went there and the water was 1.5 degrees and it was cut out of ice so it was the first time we'd ever seen a pool cut of ice. And the blocks of ice were as tall as your kitchen table, just standing on the edge. It took them like two days to cut it out. And somebody was going around in a, in a little boat to stop it refreezing. Oh, I, my goodness. That is I, mental. I did the one kilometre and the 750 in the same day. And they were like, really? And I was like, and I loved it. And that's where I met Jay Kennedy. For and Jay's the reason you actually ended up in the Antarctic. Yeah, because... We'll come to that later. Yeah, because what happened then? So that was the January. So I st- And I still had this channel to, to train for that year. But in the March of... He put an advert on Facebook saying that he was going to Antarctica in 2020. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I need to go on that. Good. And he was like, have you got money? Because it's going to be really expensive. And I was like, nope, but it's three years away. So I can find money somehow. So that came a bit of a standard joke. Winter came and I was bumping my gums in the 
Christmas time because my channel was, I was moaning that people weren't sponsoring me because like for a year I'd been saying I was doing it. And a friend of mine said, look, stop moaning. People will sponsor you, but it's Christmas, calm down. Mm. And then she phoned me the next morning. She said, Kath, I owe you a favor from running a 10 mile with me years ago where I was like, tackle the ups, embrace the downs. <laughs> like, she said, I'm gonna ask my boss if he'll sponsor you for the channel. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, leave it with me. So she came back to me and she said, yeah, I've got you like an interview, come in, bring a presentation. And I was like, what about? I can't just stand there and go, I like swimming, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I went to see them and they agreed to sponsor me, which was a huge weight off my mind because they were paying for the, for the swim. They paid for one of my training camps. But when I went there, I was like, but I really want to go to Antarctica. And he was like, let's just sponsor you for the channel and just... See well, what? isn't all the serendipitous moments that seem to happen all the time it in your was, life? It was, it was, everything okay. has we're, been like... We're, training, we're training for this channel. So I'm training for this channel. So in 2018, I was meant to go in September. You'll hear channel swimmers talking about the Dover coaster. You go down for your window and it's rained or wind out all week. Mm. I was really lucky. I spent a week in a caravan. You couldn't even swim in the port. And then Mike Orr and my pilot was like, don't worry, I'll take you even if it's on Christmas Day. So I got to go on the 4th of October and swam the channel in 16 hours, 45 minutes. Mm. But after the channel then, I was still bumping on about Antarctica, Antarctica, Antarctica. Now they agreed then in the, say the March of 2019, that they would sponsor me the same for the channels to go to Antarctica. Oh, amazing. I was like, amazeballs. And then a chance encounter with a school friend. She managed to get me a meeting with Young Seafood, who also came on board as a, as another sponsor. So I could, I could then go to Antarctica. So I had to train my butt off. But in the meantime, the company Source Insurance that had sponsored me for the channel, when I went back to see them, they said, right, if we're going to sponsor you for Antarctica, we need a bit of back for our money because like we kind of sponsored you for the channel, but didn't yeah, yeah. get anything out of it. Do you know what I mean? So they were like, we've got a new marketing manager. And um, her name's Joanna. Go for a coffee with her and we'll discuss. Maybe you can do, I don't know, m maybe some swimming days or maybe some mental health days. or. So I went for coffee with Joanna and Joanna happened to be married to James from the BBC. Oh, my. Bro, this is ridiculous. Your life is ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's like dominoes just falling in front of you. Like, oh, I'll just carry on swimming as the dominoes pour forward. Yeah. So I went to meet James and getting back to the World Champs story. Yeah, I, 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 I realised. I wanted to go to the World Champs, but because I'm not fast, they could only have 10 people from the UK for the 1K. Mm -hmm. For the first 200 metres, I looked like I can't swim. So my friend was like, won't you come with me? And I said, no, because I'm saving for Antarctica yeah, still and blah, blah, blah. So what happened then, some of the countries didn't take up their slots. So what ISA did, they divided what they had left over between the members that had so four slots became available and I actually got one of these spare four places. So I was never to go to the World Champs and I'll never go to the World Champs again. So I was able to tell James then, oh, I'm going to the World Champs. Oh, so good. So he was able to go to his bosses because they were like, well, who's Kath Pendleton? Yes, exactly. What's ice swimming? And he's like, she's going to the World Champs. And when Nice though to have that moment. Yeah. And, and actually, so you're, you're competing for Great Britain and... What, what kind of honour is that? Well, it was amazing. And the water was zero. And then again... Can, can, it, can it go... Can it, can, obviously, water gets to zero, it freezes. In, oh. in the sea, it can go below. I think it's minus 1.7 or something ridiculous that it, right. it freezes at. Yeah. So I get to go to this World Champs. James had given me a GoPro because he's like, you've got to bring footage back to impress my bosses. 
to come back, I had a bronze in my age group, which will never happen again. But it happened. So Who that, cares? You've so got a bronze went... medal from the World Championship when you're competing for Great Britain, hanging somewhere or in a little yeah, box in your so, house. And then James, they were still like, well, you know, it's a bit of a punt. And I've got it. I know I've gone off tangent, but it's part of the story. So James, they said to James, look, just keep following her, see what she's up to. Then I got this sponsorship with Young. So James had come to Source for them saying that they'd sponsor me, come to Young saying that they'd sponsor me. So it was getting bigger and bigger, but still the BBC weren't really committing to it. They were like, we'll just keep following her and we'll see. We did some swims in Baller. And like if I went to Fat Club, James came with me if I went to the hairdressers. and That's what, nice. Yeah. Was it, was he, is he from your area? Yeah, he's from my area and he, yeah. he hates boats and he hates the cold. But what happened then, he was determined to do this because he was trying to do a series of programme around ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Which uh, is exactly what you are. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're yeah. not that ordinary, actually. Well, a bit, you're quite a bit a, off the rails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, what, but I can see where he was going with it. But then it. What, what happened was I started to panic because when we went to the World Champs, it was really mild and everybody was sitting in ice baths. And I borrowed one from the university. I did it three times, spent £15 on ice to fill it up. I just couldn't do it. So I panicked and I said to Jay, I've now got this money and I can come. Um, I said, what if we have a really mild winter? How am I going to train my body to swim? Mm. It zero degrees. So he jokingly said, you'll have to get a freezer like the Australians. I said, you what? He said, you get a freezer. So he put me in touch with the people in Australia that changed for the ice mile. And yeah, they sit in these cold freezers to train. So James had said... And there's no swimming in the freezer. Oh, it's, it's just, it's it's awful. just sitting. It's awful. It's horrendous. <laughs> and, it, and so you switch the, the... You fill it the freezer with so water. I sealed it on. So I sealed on... So I then found a group on Facebook called the chest freezer cold plunge group where they you find everything on Facebook, yeah don't you? yeah and they, they, the guy john in america is brilliant and they tell you how to seal your freezer and everything so james said let me know what you're doing so i installed this freezer i told james it was ready it was the hottest day in july 25th of july it was rob's birthday we'd been out for breakfast james said, and, and rob is uh your ex-partner yeah think, yeah, yeah my, he's my good friend but what happened yeah. then was james says the boss wants to come and see your freezer I was like, it's not full. He said, get it full. So I ran to cash and carry, got it full. By the time they came, like 15 pounds of ice had melted. But his boss was like, if this girl is crazy enough to sit in a freezer, yeah, let's do it. Back to the channel. Would I do it again? No, it was so long, long. And I wasn't, I couldn't speak. Okay, I couldn't speak on my eye smile, but um I had Jackie Cobell on my boat as part of my support crew, along with my friend Roz and uh, my friend Jessica. And I said to um, Jackie, I said, what's your top tip? And she said, don't ask any questions. Don't ask how far yeah. you've gone. Don't look ahead. And I had this hat on that said, have a nice day. So I said, okay, every time I come for a feed, I'll say, thank you, have a nice day. And they were like, what, the whole way across the channel? And I was like, yeah, watch me. So that was actually a bit more... I, I remember maybe eight hours in, I was sick as a dog in... Um, I'd been sick under the water and then I said, look, I know I'm not allowed to say anything, but I really need some like anti-acid tablets. And I said, and I bought a speaker so we could have some music. And they were like, oh, it's not working. And I was like, I'm really bored. You'll need to entertain me. So they had like um, one of those foghorn things singing songs to uh, me and stuff. At break. Who doesn't want to run better, faster and more injury free? A future guest of the show, Becky Lynn, took me through my paces and took my gait to pieces and reconstructed it in a way that saw me hitting PBs at 5k, 10k and marathon within six months. 
you can use the code RIDINGTIGERS to get 20% off your own online or in-person consultation. Check her out at Graceful Running on Instagram and gracefulrunning.com on the interweb. And remember, Graceful has a double L. Um, Kath, I wanted to ask you, we've been flipping from one place to another and um, I am on a probably ADHD um, journey. Do, are, are there any neuro untypicalnesses that you have? Yeah, um, quite honestly, I, you know, my sister's always said you've got ADHD running through you. It's like a, a stick of rock. That's what I was thinking. It's got, yeah. it, it, felt, <laughs> it felt fairly obvious, but I wanted to ask. Yeah, um, you know, it wasn't around when I was a child, you know. It, it, it was something, you know, I've, I've met a few more people and I think maybe I'm gravitated to more people that are, are like me. Mm. And I know Lindsay Cole wouldn't mind me saying because she's just had her diagnosed and a couple of other people I know. And I suddenly thought, I wonder if I did it because I felt so sad over the last couple of years with the menopause and stuff. And I'd never taken an antidepressant in my, in my life just because I'd never felt the need to. Anyway, I was losing hours of my life because I was crying and I would go shopping and then I would suddenly realize I'd spent three hours sat in the car doing nothing. And it was just right. So I went to the doctors and I was like, like, I'm really not coping. And she was like, oh, we're going to put you on. I spoke to somebody the other day and it seems like a pattern that they do for menopausal women mm. um, that they give you antidepressants and I find out it's not that. So basically they put me on something called fluoxetine, I think it was. And I stopped crying, but I also didn't sit in car parks for three hours at a time anymore. But what it did to me, I'm a really emotional person. I've never met you before and I plant the biggest hug on you. Mm, and yeah. I, I'm like, you know, I laugh, I cry. I, I started talking about something and I was crying. And um, a friend of mine passed away, which is awful. And I couldn't cry. And I was like, see, I'm, I know I'm okay now. But anyway, I couldn't cry. And at that time, if somebody had said to me, Kath, you've won a million pounds on the lottery, I'd have gone, oh, that's nice. What is whilst you're on the, that whilst drug? I was, yeah. So mm. I went back in the December and I was like, I can't do this. Yes, I am functioning, but I'm literally not Kath anymore. So I came off it and then had another bit of a wobbly, but then it was clear that it was the menopause, I think, that mm -hmm. was making me feel how I did. So after I've learned about all these people with like ADHD and get, I, I thought, I wonder if I would get a, a diet, because you know I'm late, aren't I? He's, he's been patiently waiting for me for months and yes, I'll do it then. It was worth it. And then this weekend I was like, oh, did it my car broke down. Oh. Anyway, so I finally got here and I, you know, I've listened to Lindsay and some other people that their lives have been transformed by taking medication. And I'm thinking, it's such a push. I can't afford to pay for it. Shall I? So I spoke to my friend who, who works in psychiatry and said, you know, is this something that I should explore? Mm -hmm. And she said, I can't really advise because it's different for everyone. But I told her what I felt like on the medication that they put me on. And she seems to think that if I took the medication, it would probably have the same effect on mm. me. So I'm probably better off trying to control it in the ways I do, which is probably why ice water swimming. I like the ice water swimming because wow. it shuts everything off. And I, I'd never pieced it together before, but you know, my, my, you know, I think all of us have got, you know, a little bit of, yeah, we're on a, we're all on, on a bazillion spectrum, spectrums, aren't we? Yeah. Everything. And you know, you put things down and it's not till you sit down and, you know, you think, oh, well, I'm just a bit scatty and mm. you know what I mean? So, so it's not something I'm going to explore at the moment mm -hmm. because 
I've, it took about seven months for this magic HRT gel to kick in. So I said from July is probably when I've started to get back to Kath, mm. who's crazy Kath and she's late for everything and mm. she's, she's whatever. So at the moment, I just think I am who I am and yeah, I'm a bit off, off the wall sometimes, mm. but I think off the wall is all right. I, yeah, I'm probably in the same position as you where I'm just like, people keep coming up to me and going, oh, you're probably the most ADHD person I've ever met. And I'm like, oh. That's really interesting. I didn't even know. And then someone, you know, they kind of keep, and it just seems to be something that people keep mentioning. And it's, and, and a few of the people I've been speaking to on the podcast, mm. these people that are interested, I'm interested in. Yeah. And I kind of relate to or whatever. I'm like, and, and then, and then they're telling me that they're on the same journey like you are now. And um, a few others have um, kind of spoken about. I don't want to know for the medicine reason, unless maybe there is a time and a place to do, to take the medicine mm. and then you can get, get stuff done and be on time and whatever yeah. else and then you can come back and because I don't I mean what the glory the glory of our lives is those long tight warm hugs that we share the the tears the laughter the the love and I don't want to lose that's without that what like what who am I so yeah. I don't yeah I, I'm not, of course I'm, I'm I'm talking to someone who hasn't got a clue about any of this stuff and don't want to don't want to preach that i have any sort of idea yeah. of what it's going to be like or anything because i haven't i have i have no clue but um i know a couple of people that have it's transformed their lives yes in the medication I, 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 so, me too so this is why i was like do you think this is something i should explore but we spoke deeper about it and i was like i think there's lots of self-help things that i could do yeah and i was priding myself actually i was not being on time for things mm. and like my friends are like Gosh, you're five minutes early, Kath. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I think it's, you know, even as a child, my mum said, you didn't sit still for a minute. You know, she, she'd she lose me on every school trip. I got lost in Bath and I had to go and tell a policeman where I was because I was just... It's my life, yeah. And, um, you know, a teacher in primary school said to my mother, I think there's something wrong with your child. I think she's got survivor's dance. And I, um, my mum went through this teacher and then I looked it up as I was older and I was like... That's somebody when they're mentally really unwell. And like she said that to my mother. And um, yeah, looking back now, I think, you know, my sisters, I used to hide under the bed and just as they'd fall asleep, I used to jump up and go, Spider! And like they knew <laughs> I would do it. I know they give my mum a heart attack once because in our council house, there was like my bedroom, her bedroom, and then another small room. And there was the boiler cupboard and then there was a little rack above the boiler cupboard. Oh my goodness. So I used to hide in there. I'd made it like into a little den. And um, I think I'd been told off for something because I thought oh, so I'm going to my cupboard. So I went to my cupboard and then to scare my mother, I, I went, ah! and she was sitting in bed reading her mills and booms. That went through the ceiling. <laughs> and, uh, honestly, she was like, you idiot, you're going to give me a heart attack. <laughs> but I um, love yeah, that. so it was like, yeah, I just. But I've always been a hundred miles an hour. Danny keeps trying to put my hand up. Yes, yeah, so if, if you have heard the tapping, it's because you like to tap the sofa as you're going along. <laughs> but it's been lovely. No, it's been really. So um, yeah, but I think yeah, it's part of part of me, and yeah, I think I've always done crazy physical activity stuff. You know, I used to love caving. I was a kid. Yeah, it's great caving, to tie yourself out, so. isn't it? And yeah, that's what I, that's what I do. And I think just unfortunately, you know, the, the menopause and everything hit together. And yeah. I do think, you know, I've watched the Davina McCall stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like textbook of that. And I was speaking to somebody at work the other night and 
she'd been on exactly the same journey as me of giving these antidepressants and and yeah it worked for a while but luckily I had the insight after six months of I don't cut on my friends anymore I don't cry about anything it's oh, like wow. it was really odd so I was like yeah, I think I'd rather cry and sit in car parks. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, we got through it. So the winter came. Yeah, great. <laughs> Loved it. Thank you for sharing that. A, a BBC documentary was made about yeah, you so doing this Antarctica thing. You've, obviously, you're, tr- you're, you're sitting in a freezer. You're doing some swimming to keep yeah. your, your stroke up. You had mentioned earlier that you didn't do enough swimming. Uh, but And then you're... Yeah, distance swimming probably. In the winter. I did in the summer, but not in the winter because it's too cold to train distance in the winter outside. And so, and then, and then you find yourself on this massive ship. You go into Ushuaia first, didn't you? Yeah. And and did you get any time to explore Patagonia? Because I love Patagonia. Well, what happened was we flew into Ushuaia. We were able to go and swim in the Beagle Channel. Oh, wow, cool. So we'd had special permission to go and swim in the Beagle Channel, but it was nine degrees. Oh, right. And I, again, yeah, me and the chimp, we have a love-hate relationship. And um, I was like, I haven't swum in cold water, James, for like seven days. And it's like nine degrees. And and then an- another um, guy, Matthias Orla, who's a famous Argentinian swimmer, had arranged for us to swim at another hotel in the sea. And it was four degrees or maybe five. So going on the boat, I was just like, I've been like eight days now, nine days out of the water. And I've only been in nine degrees and... Thing. And I was really starting to doubt, could I actually mm. do it? But it's probably natural because yeah, no, yeah. no one had swum an ice mile in the Antarctic Circle at that point. Not so, that point, no. Yeah, That's, it, it is madness. So there's no point, no, yeah. no doubt, no point. Um, People had done in Antarctica, but for, personally, for me, so I wanted to go to Antarctica as well because Jamie Monaghan, who's my ice queen, she's got the record for the first person to ever complete the Ice Sevens Challenge, and she's a a really good marathon swimmer and she's got a record for swimming Manhattan Island I think wow. five times anyway she's such a gorgeous person and she was she's just been so nice all the way through and when she swam in Antarctica she was swimming and there was penguins going along behind her like dolphins no yeah. riding her wake kind yeah. of thing I wow. was like I want to be Jamie so um you know I just had this dream of I've had this stroke of luck you know I got to go to Antarctica you know I was gonna stick it on a credit card and live in debt for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was, and and I had, and I'm not a fast swimmer. I wasn't the best swimmer there. And I got James from the BBC following my every move. It, it was so surreal. It was bonkers. Yeah. James had to make sleeping bags for his cameras because they were freezing. And everybody on the boat, Ushuaia, they were lovely. And there were six, 17 of us on the swim, on the trip and 16 swimmers. Um, but we were just on a normal expedition small boat Mm -hmm. and so there was 88 people on board and then they suddenly realized that there's 16 looney tunes oh swimming oh so you're on a boat with normal people who are on a cruise (laughs) oh wow that makes it even cooler and and before we go in i I actually sketched down something from the bbc it was a quote from you as you were kind of as you were this is actually when you were training for uh, antarctica you wrote i'm I'm a middle-aged mum from wales and i know i don't look like an athlete i'm in training to go to the most dangerous place on the planet. And I love that quote. It kind of brought up a little bit of tears, it tears in my eyes of, you know, that that the inspiration that that gives other people, I think, more than anything else. And yeah, he, he was this normal normal person <laughs> being followed by the BBC on a cruisy type ship. Was it cruise ship or adventure well, ship? 
it was a cruise, a, a, wild, a wildlife Antarctica cruise. So it wasn't like a big, massive cruise ship. It was great because you could get off the boat and, you know, you've seen the big cruise ships there and you were like, why would you come to Antarctica and stay on a boat? Oh, God, do you know what right. I mean? So we could go off and do all these excursions oh, amazing. and see the penguins and the seals and everything. But that quote makes me laugh because that wasn't my words. That was the BBC. It was really funny. Because oh, no, really? I picked up the one quote that was not you. I, w- I could look. It, it's like... It's just so funny because, like you say, I'm just like, I went because I just, it was just an opportunity, you know. Yes, it was going to be dangerous, but that was never the reason I was going. I was going because, literally, I wanted to have penguins swimming behind me like Jamie. Yeah. And um, You're like a child. Like, yeah. I want to be like this person. And I'm just like, wandering into it, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really it lovely. Was, it was, so what happened, again, the BBC, everything was a stroke luck. So James was allowed to do this programme. He thought it was going to be an hour. Then he was told he would have like 28 minutes to edit this 18 months that he'd been following me around, bless him. And we went into lockdown as soon as we got back. So it was meant to be done and out in the May. So if it had gone out in the May, I just don't think it would have been the success that it, it was. Yeah. And then, of course, we'd gone into lockdown and it didn't go out until the December uh-huh. because they were having to edit it from homes and Zoom meetings between each other's attics. And it, I don't know how they pulled it off. So I didn't know anything what this program was going to be like. And then James was like, oh, we're going to get somebody really famous to do the voiceover. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And, and then he phoned me and he said... Um, we decided we think you should do the voiceover. And I was like, what? I said, you see my camera skills? Anyway, so I had to go to the BBC. I had to get a special pass then because to go in with COVID and work. And I just remember it being the longest day ever because they're like, say this. So I say it. And they were like, no, say it like this. And I was like, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> This sounds but, um, like that interview we were talking about with where I was on the BBC and they're like <laughs> telling me what to say. You're like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, I've got to try and remember what you want me to say. It's so funny. James had got to know me so well and he was just like, Kath, remember when you were feeling like this on the boat or remember when this yeah. happened? Say it like that. I was yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah. okay, yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it, it was lovely. I, I, I'm quite critical of myself. The most dangerous place. Well, I see it. I think oh, that's really funny. But I, w- I, w- I was like so chuffed. I was like, it was, you know, everybody said about how beautiful the program was and it was in James's hands and, you know, hats off to him. He went through hoops to, to get them to do it. And um, yeah, I think they were really pleased with the results. So because it then went on to BBC Our Lives so that it went on to the full BBC rather than just mm. BBC Wales. So... Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, because it was initially a BBC Welsh yeah. thing, wasn't it? And it just, yeah. Just, isn't that lovely? It got Bonkers. Up in that way. All bonkers. Do you speak Welsh, by the way? Oh, very little. Don't no. I'm, no, no, I'm no, no. embarrassed. Okay. Let's not even go there. But um, so, so we've kind of gone. We were leading up to this swim, the, the the Antarctic swim, and then we've kind of jumped over, and now we're talking about the the show. Give me an idea. Give give our listeners a, an idea of your standing on on the on the ship, looking out. What can you see? Icebergs everywhere, just huge ones, huge, beautiful, absolutely massive. Wildlife. Well, when we, I was, I started telling you, but I go off on a tangent. I was really lucky to get a test swim off the boat. So Jared said, whoever does the test swim, we need to be confident you can do five hundred meters, get back to the boat, and look human because they were having to. Although he'd spent three years planning this, he had to like really reassure the boat that nobody was going to die because if we anything happened. Everybody's trip was over, including the other paying passengers. Guests. So we were all guests, but yeah. there was some guests doing crazy things. Um, so 
I think five of us did that swim. And then the only thing that I was scared of, I mean, I'm stupid. I didn't even think of orcas, right? They didn't even enter my brain because every time I said I'm going to Antarctica, the first thing people said to me was, have you seen leopard seals? And they would pull a picture up on their computer at work and were like, they killed a diver. And then my really good friend, Jane, she's crazy sea lady. She kept saying to me, that seal only killed that diver because it went into a hole and the seal was already stressed out and mm. and whatever. But then we went and I was like, but Jane, I, I went swimming up in Northumberland at the Farn Islands, mm. beautiful place to go swimming with the seals, with Jane. She, oh, was like, wow, cool. she was like, you need to have seals around you to experience what it's like just in case. So I was like, okay. But then they said on the boat, look, if there's any wildlife near you, you're out the, out the water. So on this 500 meter swim, we meant to swim in this one area and they're like, oh, we can't go there because there's leopard seals feasting on penguins. I was like, leopard seals? Anyway, I've never swapped. Your worst fear is coming true. And then the the lady Monica told me about how they like were popping up and spying the boats and they're trying to bite the boats once. And I was just like, I don't need to listen to leopard seals anymore. So the day of my swim, obviously, as you know, it all changed. And I was meant to swim to, so we were on the boat and Jared, come up and said that he wasn't swimming he said i've come to show you the course so i was like okay and he said right see that iceberg over there it was huge most beautiful iceberg he's like that's 400 meters away he said you're going to swim over back twice and then you'll do a little bit along the boat to make sure you've done the 1608 meters Mm. and i was like okay four lengths and a little bit that's fine yeah but i've got this thing that i I like doing like circular things mm. or I don't like going back and forth. So what happened then? It's like too easy to get out. I always think that when you're in the pool, it's like you've done, you've done two lengths. You come back and you're like, well, I could just get out now. Oh, yeah. And then I can have a coffee and cake. You're like, yeah, let's get out. Oh, <laughs> I was desperate for a cup of coffee because I knew if I'd had a cup of coffee in the morning, we'd have all failed our medicals because oh, oh, of our blood pressure. Yeah. White coat, medical. So we did all fail our blood pressure. And that was the only reason I got to go first was because my blood pressure came down first. And... Um, I thought, right, Because Jay, cause Jay the, the, the leader, was supposed to be doing the Jay, first... Yeah, what had happened was Jay, on the lead-up to this, had told me that he was... I didn't know that, that he was probably just going for a record. He told me he was going to be swimming out at sea. And I was like, can I swim out at sea? And he was like, no, you know, I've organised this with my baby. Everybody mm. else is going to swim at this other place. And I was like, oh, that's where Jamie got penguins. That's fine. And yeah. it may be less chance of getting eaten by a leopard seal. Little note, did I know that leopard seals hide behind icebergs, but never mind. Oh. Find that out after. So, but then what happened? Because of the boat, we had we could only have the zodiac. So they put a person on the boat to particularly look after us swimmers, but we could only use the zodiacs in between the trips that everybody was paying for. So Jay had the logistical nightmare trying to make sure that everybody oh got their God. swims and we had the boats. He said to me then, because of what's happened, we've all got all three ice milers have to swim like out at sea so i was like okay that's fine and then again dream come true yeah i was like fine and then night before he said right i'm gonna go first kath you're going second and paul you're going third and james was like oh if you want me to film you as well as kath kath needs to go last because Mm. i need to film all of it the bbc have paid for me to get you and he was there on his own trying to do it all of him so it was like Cass going last. And then on the morning, Jared had a bit of a chest infection. So he quite rightly said, it's not my day. 
I can't do it. I was gutted. Which is for, very brave. Yeah, I was gutted. Very... For, it was his trip that he'd paid, he'd like three years of planning for. Oh my goodness. So then it was just a case of none of you are going unless your blood pressure comes down. And Jay's wife, Alice, did some Indian head massage and my blood pressure came down enough that it was like, you're going first. And I was like, okay. So Jay and I are really good friends. And he came up to the boat and he was like, Kath, I said, Jay, I'm gutted for you. And he said, don't worry about it. It's all your swim now. I'm going to come on the rib because I know how you swim. So mm. I'm going to watch how you swim. Um, because people were telling me I had to do it in 30 minutes. And I was like, the fastest I've ever done a mile is 31. So I'm not suddenly going to be able to do it in 30 minutes. And Monica on the boat, she's like, can you do it as close to 30? And I said, look, I'm going to... I'll just bloody do it how I'm, I I'm doing it. I, well, they were just thinking of safety. So yeah, I course, said, look, yeah. I'm going to be somewhere between 31 and 36. I said, I, I don't know, but I'll swim as fast as I can. She said, please do. So, And they'd said, don't worry about it. We're going to have one boat that's watching you constantly, counting your stroke rate. James on the other boat filming. And then there's constantly going to be a wildlife boat. And she said, if orcas, leopard seals, still I hadn't twigged orcas, mm. or another seal comes in the area, you're out of the water, no question. So then James said, yeah, this is iceberg over there. I was like, yeah, okay. So then I was like, I just need my coffee. So I had my hood up on my robe and I was just sitting drinking my coffee. And every time- Blood pressure's going like, boop, <laughs> going high again. Every time everybody spotted wildlife, they would shout whales, you know, whatever. And somebody shouted, orcas! And I still didn't like really twig. Mm. And I I don't know, I must have just been zoned out because Reddy, Reddy is mad. He does the like wing flying and all sorts. He said, Kath, are you coming to see them? They're just big fish. And I was like, Reddy, I think Killer I'm all, whales. I uh... think I'm all right with my coffee. <laughs> and then James came running back in and he was like, Kath, you okay? Because this is like TV magic, I gotta go. And I was like, I got my coffee, I'm fine. But I still hadn't thought, because all I ever thought was going to eat me was leopard seals. Yeah. I didn't see those orcas, and thank gosh I didn't see them, because I've seen a film of them afterwards, and the water was bubbling with about 30, 40 orcas that were teaching their young how to hunt. Oh, you would have been an absolute perfect toy oh, to teach the little ones Toss me around it. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> so, because it disturbed a lot of floating ice, so they were then worried that this floating ice might stop my course. So, like, if I came back and I hit a big chunk of floating ice, mm -hmm. then it was going to be really difficult to swim. So then it was decided that I would be taking a mile away from the boat and swim a mile back. Yeah, which is much nicer. Dream come true. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? So off we went. Still, I was only thinking about... Um, still nothing about orcas. Yeah. Still, But now... So anyway, then they stopped at this iceberg and I started taking my robe off. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm getting ready. And they're like, Kath, do you know how far a mile is? Because this is halfway. I was like... Halfway. <laughs> the boat looks very small from here. <laughs> they're like, we're just doing a comms check. But that was really funny because... That is hilarious. Talking about my shoulders. So they said, well, at least... How, how, how undressed did you get? Oh, I was, I'd had my bathers on and I had my Charlie robe on. So I just put my Charlie robe and hat back on and right. stuff. And so this, this, whilst we're talking about clothing, we haven't actually talked about what you're allowed to wear because you're not allowed a wetsuit, obviously. No, no wetsuit, no neoprene. So it's just standard bathers, hat and goggles. And are you allowed to put more than one hat on? No. One, one hat. hat? Yeah. And it has wow. to be latex. It can't be neoprene or right. anything. That's just crazy, isn't it? Anyway, carry yeah. on, carry on. So You're putting your robe back on. You're like, oh, God, we've got to go another 750, 750 meters. And then I 
we get there and I jump in the water and somebody said to me, oh my gosh, you just had to jump in. And I was like, well, there's no steps in the middle yes. of the sea. Yes, I, 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 I was actually thinking that. You've seen that in the movie. It's like, oh, it's like that, that's not the normal way that people, you know, people say you should get in. I, I like to jump in, but you uh, gradually should slowly get yourself in. Nice flow. That's You're like, woo, like. <laughs> just dived right in, didn't you? I just jumped in. I think I tried to straddle so I wouldn't go under. I don't know. I can't remember. But you know that feeling we spoke about getting, I didn't have any of it. I got in and I kind of went, Ooh. No crushing feeling no at crushing all. No crushing feeling at all. And it felt like ages while they were like turning boats around. It was probably only a couple of seconds. Mm. And then they were like, go. And um, because people had been saying about the time and, you know, anything, and they'll pull you, I was just like, don't give them any reason to pull you. Yeah. Just. And I took on a gob full of water because I can only breathe to my right. And I tried to be clever and thought, oh, I'll breathe to my left. I like took in worries. a gob full of water. And then was coughing underwater. And I was like, I really wanted to stop and just cough. But I thought, right, if I stop, they're just going to think something's wrong and they're going to like pull me. So I done an eye smile once when I shouldn't have. Don't ever do an eye smile under the water. And I was coughing under the water. And, and I, I was just trying to think, Kathy was sick in the channel. You were sick in the... Just keep swimming. And it was really nice because I could hear people shouting and I could see James whizzing back every now and again. And I was just swimming and swimming and swimming. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I love it. And then I was like, this water is really clear. If something comes, I'm going to see it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because everywhere I swim, you can't see anything yeah. in you. And I was like, can't think about that, Kat. Just think about something warm. So Club Tropicana, feeling hot, hot, hot. Yeah, is it? Good. Are they, they the songs you put all around in your all mind? All these things in my head. And then I got to this iceberg. I thought halfway, the boat was still miles away carried on swimming and I suddenly thought my shoulders are really really tired you know I'm thinking I don't remember feeling cold at all I didn't have any tooth pain nothing I don't ever remember I think that was just fine. Is tooth pain something you quite often yeah, get? Yeah it's really yeah, I, cold yeah. yeah I can imagine it Ooh, that, that gives me a right old shiver. And then my shoulders were aching and I was just like Kath you took 16 hours 45 minutes in the channel just turn your arms over and swim but then the boat I was like do I go to the front of the boat back of the boat and then I got there and they go, you just got to go a little bit further just to really make sure. So I was like, okay. And then my worst fear was that they wouldn't be able to get me back on the rib because I'm not small. Yeah. And it, it's just like a little ladder that they throw over the side. And I thought I'm going to yeah, have these if you're really, completely frozen. really big fat sausage fingers. And I said, look, if I can't get the does ladder. It just, is that, does it do that? Because it's just pumping on yeah, full of blood or they're something. They're always it? really big. Right. And I thought just haul me in I said I don't care what it looks like just haul me in but thank- the BBC are catching all of it at thankfully this James had had to whiz back to oh, the boat so nice. that he could get me coming off yeah. and um, all I didn't want was to be like a collapsed heap at the bottom of the boat and somebody would have to carry me up so mm. you see me walking up the steps and you can clearly see it in the Mirth of Mermaid I get to nearly the top of the steps and the adrenaline must have run out and I was like oh my fingers are so cold up until then, I didn't feel cold at all. Do you think that's because it was so cold, or was it? Uh, you know, it didn't numb you straight away. I just anything? think the adrenaline was. Yeah. There was so much, you know, I a bit like the channel. I'd been bumping on about it for years. Do you know what I mean? And then I'd had this sponsorship, and then I had BBC there. And which is it, the biggest achievement? Which is the, what would you say is the bigger bigger achievement? The the Antarctic or the Channel? Six, 16, 17 hours of swimming is like a lot of swimming. <laughs> but also a mile at zero in the Antarctic is My unbelievable. My favourite was Antarctica. Yeah. I would 
love to go and do it again without yeah. the pressure of you know people i'd like just to for actually, fun i just like to Dip swim in. around in my bobble hat oh, and, oh yeah and i've learned that. to free dive now so i'd really? like to like maybe go and have a look for a little how, orca or something how, i don't know how, say hello <laughs> you may have seen me last time but i'm back i'm back to say hello <laughs> um, what, well, how long can you go under the water for um for the level one you had to be able to go down to 10 meters uh-huh. and rescue somebody from 10 meters Oh, 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 so um, you're actually rescue, you can actually do rescue yeah, all sorts. Well, I haven't been practicing it, so I have to get back to it. But yeah. And we, we got to the, you'd, you'd done your ice mile, where you're just about to get into the, um, you, you're kind of, you've gone up the ladder and everything like that. You've, you managed to sit in the rib, so I've seen, you kind of like yeah. held it all together. Yeah. You get back onto the big boat. What What's going on now? Because this is probably the most extreme ice mile you've ever done. Yeah. What, what what's, what's happening to your body? So the recovery, no, you know, I'd sw- I've swum... Who was there to look after you? I had my two roommates. Two roommates, yeah. yeah Dee and Catherine. And we had, we knew that we were going to have limited space. We had a little shower in our in our room. The rooms were not luxurious at all. Yeah, little cabins. So they, bottom, yeah. yeah, so they were like, we can try and do the towel method if you want in the yeah. shower or whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, can we just see? So I went into the room and then, of course, James wasn't allowed to film, film that bit. Um, but I've got to be honest, Catherine and Dee were like, you were, you were okay. Do you know what I mean? And I, they were like, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to... And I said, well, I don't normally go in the shower, but yeah, if you're offering, I'll go in the shower. Yeah. And it, it was quite funny because I was like, well, now you've got me naked in the shower, you might as well wash me in. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm really lucky that I do generally have this like sort of 20-minute time period before any shivers kick in. Oh, really? Yeah. So... I did have a little bit of a shower and then just got myself dressed. And then where you see it on the thing. And you did dress yourself. You were able to dress yourself. Yeah, they gave me a hand. But it was like, well, if you're going to do it, do it. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to fight it. And then I had all my layers on and just got in the bed with my favourite hot winter spice Ribena that I'd taken all the way with me. What is winter spice Ribena? I heard it's, about that. Um, oh, it's lush. It tastes like glue vine when it's warm. And, and is, it, is, it, is it a special type or yeah, do you it, add your it, own thing no, to it? No, it's Ribena, but they only bring it out in the winter. Oh, that's cool. I couldn't get any this year. I missed right. it. But, um, and somebody said to me, I've never seen you look so cold, Kath. And I was like, I've just done a mile. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. And then I had my shivers. James came in and then... How long do they last? How long do the shivers last? This time? They were that long actually and they weren't that deep which right. was really nice because that's what I was dreading having really you can deep. bite your, I, I've done it before where I bite, I'm biting my cheek biting my tongue yeah. where you're just yeah, so tense they, were, they weren't that bad and then luckily then it was like before I knew it it was, it was like lunchtime. so I just like went and had my lunch and then the evening came and I ran up a really big barbell did you? <laughs> yeah nice um, how did you feel the next morning? Fine, I was buzzing. I was, still buzzing. Yeah, I was, you I didn't have a like, massive hangover. You weren't like, oh, oh God. I, I did. You didn't have to ask your roommates, like, did I actually do it yesterday? Because I can't remember no, anything. No, no. <laughs> I was quite emotional, I think, that, you know, it was all over. And yeah. then then it sort of kicked into, like, preparing for the people to do their 1K, which was really nice. That's so, so then, nice for you to have that so, to focus on. It was on my chance then to, like, right, I'm here for your swim now. So that that was really, really nice. So, um, um, and I forgot, actually, I did get two swims before my swim. I, when the people that were doing the 1K and the shorter distances, they had a test swim as well to this beautiful iceberg that we were like touching and going back. And oh, were you to touch it? Well, this one was a small one. Okay. So you've got to be really careful because they can topple really yes. easily. So you mustn't go yeah, really... because the heavy bit needs to be under yeah, the water. Yeah, you, you can't so, go close yeah. to them. But there was this really big iceberg and um, we decided that we 
Jay said that a couple of us could do a swim around it. And it was myself, Reddy and Jay. And it was probably only like a 300 metre swim. But it was the most bluest, most beautiful swim I've ever done in my life. Oh, just wow. going around this iceberg. And then somebody said, you do know leopard seals hide behind icebergs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Never doing that again. <laughs> ah, it's you know, nice to have got it done though. But um, it, it was magical. And I think for me, it was just the the... The relief, do you know what I mean? Because I would just, I think for me, because I'd done it and like deep down, I knew I could do it because mm. I had done those ice caves before, mm. but I'd never done anything over like probably 1200 at one. So it was mm, just mm, like, yeah. but um, it was magical. Magical. That's all I can say. Yeah. What a life, eh? That's just so nice. And, and has it, um, obviously you, you're still doing it. You're, you're trying to do another ice mile um this weekend yeah and i guess like once you've done things you've swum the channel you've done a ice mile in the antarctic circle what there you know it doesn't really matter that it didn't happen today i guess you would have probably you, you're there for the buzz I yeah guess. And you, maybe you didn't get quite the buzz because you didn't do it in quite so cold temperatures but. well it was sort of a last minute thing and i love the people that swim your swim and yeah. some of my swim buddies there and i ended up meeting um celine and um jerry and also Anal, another lady, all these people that I know on social media, oh, but I hadn't met, and they, you know, it was all going to be their first ice mile, so I was just gutted for them that it was like that point one over, but um, it was really nice, and then we all went for breakfast, and then I met my um, my mum-in-law, my sister-in-law, so it's just been a lovely day, and that's how I see it now. I, I just, I'm just decided that. I'm doing what makes me happy now. So if I find, because I always wanted yeah. to do the North Channel, but now I think. Oh, is the North Channel is that is that the uh, is that the Arctic? It's from Scotland to uh, from Ireland to Scotland. Oh wow! Yeah, but it's cool. really. I don't think I'm a fast They've, enough swimmer to do it. And it's very rough waters, aren't they? It's there? very rough. It's very cold, which I would love, but it's the uh, line. And I, I've got to be honest, I'm too lazy to train right, <laughs> distance right. because, you know, it's just. What is it? It's bigger. Is it? It, it, uh, no, I think it's just 23 maybe, 23. but it is really hard. So I know I don't want to do that now. Nice and place. sea swimming, I like, but I really like lake and river swimming. Mm. So sometimes Loch Ness and Loch Lomond pop into my head and I'm just like, but I think I'll always swim. So seeing Jerry today that's trying to do hers like at 72, I'm just thinking, yeah, I really like to think that I'm still ice swimming at 72. Yeah. You know, if it's something that I stop enjoying, then I'll stop doing it because I'm not doing it for that. I have got a dream to go to the Arctic that might come true. Mm -hmm. It might not come true. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it comes true this year. But um, watch this space. Watch this space. And yeah. And then I think I really want to explore a bit more of the free diving. I went ice free diving last mm -hmm. year to Is that underneath the ice. Oh, my word. How, how long are you holding your breath, by the way? Well, it was 15 metres between the holes, right. but you're clipped on, so you could actually pull yourself on uh, the rope uh, as well. And I had to wear a wetsuit, and they said I, if I went back this year, I could like do yeah. it without. Um, and um, I don't know when amazing. your podcast is going out, but um, Louise Minchin's got a book coming out called Fearless, mm -hmm. and I'm in it with her, because she went and did lots of adventures with different women. And what an amazing woman. She's nails. Right, yeah. um, but um, I would go and do it again, but I don't want to do any of the deep free diving yeah. or anything. I just... Have you ever seen My Octopus Teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched that and 
in the summer, I don't swim. I'm rubbish. I do handstands and yes. look and, for and golf. Not swim- are you not swimming? Because I do it's, swim. Because it's it's not as cold. I do, yeah. I don't get the same buzz from yeah, it. Exactly. I do swim. I'm, I'm exactly the same. And I do longer swims I because I enter crazy 10K swims on no mm. training and then think I'm never going to do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just don't get the same buzz to, to go and do it. So I mm. swim lots, but I do what I call mermaiding. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, I'll swim and then I'll dive. It's like back to being a kid, you know. Yeah. I spend more time under the water. So when I seen my octopus teacher, I'd already thought about free diving. And when I seen that, it just cemented it for me that I needed oh. to do free diving. Because, and then I did a mermaid course. I'm now an official mermaid, an ocean mermaid. You have to follow Mischief Mermaid that on Instagram. Coolest. She's the most beautiful mermaid in the world. And she... Um, is one of the instructors on the course. It's a proper course with SSI diving. So you have to do a pool, and then once you've done the pool, you can go and can, do. Can I the become ocean. an official yeah, mermaid? Yeah, you as can well. do a mermaid. I'm going to do that. I'll do it and I'll come down with you. All right, great. On, and you will have the time of your life. I don't think great. we've got enough mermen. Right, yeah. Okay. It's a massive thing, though. You start looking at mermaid, and I'm just like, it's so hard, though. It right. was way harder than I thought it would be. So, so we, we, we actually, I asked you a question, and I think you said, oh, it's 15 metres or something. How, how long could, can you hold your breath? Oh, I I'm don't... really rubbish. I, I, I like air. It's really good for me. I don't know, because I've never really tested it to the limit. But yeah. I guess when you're doing that level one, you're probably down for a minute and a half, yeah. I guess, to get down, get somebody... Maybe not even that. But I started going to um, Bristol on a Friday evening and then I had to take a job because I was doing a swim that I'm not doing. Um, so I was working every Friday, so I stopped going. But I was really enjoying that in the pool mm. um, where they were doing lots of stuff so that you could improve. And, and, and you actually, you have to make sure you've got someone spotting you yeah, at that point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Both, let, let's, let's put a little bit of safety on this podcast. We've been kind of talking yeah. about all the, the, the wonderfulness of it. It's good. Number one is probably to have a buddy with you and make sure you've got your technique for when you get out of these cold waters. Yeah. But free diving, whatever the temperature. Oh, it's another extreme. You have to. And yeah, you know, I know people do a lot of like spear fishing and don't do courses and stuff. Yeah. But you, you've you've got to go and do a course. Yeah, I, I think you can't. You know, people have blackouts and stuff. Yes, yeah, so actually, it's one just, of my friends passed away from exactly that. Yeah, and even with even with the mermaid course, you didn't have to have free diving to do the mermaid course. Mm. But in order to pass the ocean mermaid, you have to be able to rescue somebody from three meters. Okay, well, that's good. Which yeah. is, you know, when you've got a mermaid tail on and you're oh, wait, you actually get oh you God, have I, to go and rescue another I actually me- get a mermaid. mermaid. Tail. Yeah, it's yeah, you get a mermaid tail. Oh, well, now can can you choose the colors and stuff? Um, on your course, well, I didn't have any choice because I didn't have a size to fit me. It was like, watch the biggest tail you can get on me. Um, and um, the instructor and the other lady, um, Tasha Ferry, she's a beautiful mermaid as well. They had these amazing tails and I had a black one. Oh, right. Yeah, but, but right, okay, but okay. My dream is this year to save up and buy a, a better tail. And that's why I think I... It, it sounds, it's, what all, it's, what, it's what all mermaids are thinking. Is they're, they're flicking through like, oh, I want a nicer tail. Oh, a nicer tail. <laughs> Fancy colours. It was so hard. So yeah. I'm thinking... I think I'm always going to ice swim, whether free diving comes into the ice free diving or oh, whether amazing. it comes into mermaid icing. I, I, I don't know, but I love the cold. So, mm. But I do want to explore this year more of the free diving and more of the mermaiding honestly my core was killing me for two days after the course oh. it is so hard yeah right so hard but um 
If you can do it, it's beautiful. Um, this has been just so nice. I'm, I, I'm totally and utterly wanting to go and free dive under ice right now. So if, and if there's other people who are listening that are fi- feeling inspired by you in the matter, whether that is channel swimming or uh, ice swimming or whether it's free diving, what is... Give me... I want two things. The first one is um, a piece of advice that is going to keep them going and keep them motivated through it. But also, what are the first steps? Let's go for the first steps first, getting into it. Okay, so we've got four different disciplines, haven't we? So I think that my first steps is if, if you're winter swimming, you need to go and get an introduction to open water swimming. Yeah. Uh, even if you're doing open water swimming. I mean, there's so many venues now. There's so many coaches out there don't do what I do go and get an introduction to cold water swimming you've got outdoor swimmer magazine you've got the uh, outdoor swimmer society you've got the RNLI there's so much information out there but make sure you're getting it from a proper source because there's a lot of people out there that will tell you advice and it's bad advice Mm -hmm. so get it from a reputable source if you want to go free diving highly recommend the well, you can't do it without doing the course. It's just too dangerous. Like, unfortunately, that's yeah, really yeah, yeah. sad. You yeah, lost really, somebody. Really and there's a lot of people that are doing it without mm. doing a proper course. Yes, it's expensive, but it's it's a course that you learn. Let me add into that. Yeah. And it, do it with a friend. It, this is... Yeah. And, you know, once you've passed, you appreciate why you need to have a buddy. That's exactly it, isn't it? Um, the ice free diving, you have to be a level one there's a certain level that you have to be before you can go and do the ice free diving i went to pajan on the rocks in finland mm. it was amazing um i was scared as anything i was meant to go back this year but i'm brassic so i can't go it is something that i have to revisit but it scared the bejingles out of me they really did scare the bejingles out of me um what else did we talk about uh, mermaiding mermaiding ssi free diving in cornwall it is beautiful and um, Emma Mischief Mermaid's just the most amazing instructor. I loved it. Great. Um, I'm, I think everybody should go bog snorkeling because I tried that this year. Yeah, that it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a. I mean, any form. It feels like you have you you embody the kind of the same as me. Like people look at me, they say, "They oh, you're you're a runner." I'm sure they say to you, "Oh, you're this big swimmer person." You're like, I'm just a child messing about in the water, and maybe sometimes some of the things you've done have been more extravagant than others. But it's all about the play, isn't it? And yeah. bog snorkeling is utter play, utter silliness. Like dress up fancy, <laughs> be an idiot, have a few drinks yeah. after. It's just really, really lovely, isn't it? But it gets back to try something twice, you know. And if there's something that you fancy, it's like go and give it a go. I used to be able to roller skate really well as a kid, so I decided I was going to go to roller derby. Oh my word! It's violent. It's violent. It wasn't violent because I only went for two sessions and decided that. Yeah, it wasn't. So you followed your it advice, wasn't for me. Two sessions. Two sessions. And I, I know this isn't for me. <laughs> this I'm isn't not bothering. For me, yeah. But you know, and the thing is now, these. I think I had that first bad experience in triathlon, which I wish I hadn't let deter me. Because when I went back, it was the friendly triathlon world that I've always known, which mm. is the friendly triathlon world, which is like the friendly ice swimming, the friendly open water swimming world. Any community, and I, isn't it? And I just had a bad cycle up. I'm looking at the mountains. I want to go back hiking again. You know, I've done a bit of everything over the years. And I just think now, if, if the Arctic comes off, it's going to be magical. It would be amazing to have swum mm. at both ends of the earth. But equally... Has anyone else done that before? Yes, yeah, they have. Right, right, right. Um, I don't think at the moment that anybody's swum a mile in both polar circles yet. A lot of people have done 
in the North Polar Circle because obviously it's Are you a, looking for sponsorship for that event? Um, I'm hoping I have this carrot there that I've got yeah. it. I okay, hope okay, I have. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's kind of watch this space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, wow, it's cool. like really watch this space. And yeah, I'm just... I went from mental menopause, bit of mayhem, which I didn't realise. I, I thought it was a bit of coming down after Antarctica and lockdown. But no, I was like in this perimorsal madness state. And I was very sad for like 18 months, two years. So mm. I'm just oh, like, really? yeah, and I, and I cry saying that. But um, now I'm like better. I, I'm still crazy, but I'm not menopausal crazy. And I just like hashtag do more of what makes you happy now so i'm like yeah if i want to do something i'll do it but i'm not seeking to go and do something that i'm maybe going to die yes go to the arctic and so but i've experienced that and it's something i love mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and i don't and i don't think and it's like the free diving i don't want to go really deep i literally want to be able to play under the water for longer yeah exactly. and that's why i think i love the mermaiding yeah because being able to free dive like I've, have you seen my video on TikTok? No, I haven't. I'll have to show it you. And it was just magical. We'll put a link underneath. And it was just magical. I've only got one post. I can't do all that social <laughs> media. I don't know how to do half of them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it was just magical. And I was just like, yeah, this is why I want to be able to free dive a little bit better so I can mermaid a little bit better. Yeah, great, great. And just, I, I, love, I love that little bit, bit, last piece of advice, just to do the things you love. What, what, a, what a great way to yeah. live life that is. So... Um, how how are people going to find you? Let's give a TikTok link. Do you know what your link is for that? I haven't got a clue. I'm probably Kath Pendleton, or I might be the Mirth Mermaid on there. I don't know what I am on TikTok. In Instagram. I'm Swim Cat Swim on Instagram. Swim Cat Swim. Look her up because there's some, some awesome stuff. Yeah. There, isn't there? And um, anywhere else you'd like to point people? Oh, I'm on them all. I'm on Twitter as Swim Cat Swim, and I'm old, so I'm a real. Facebook person, but I'm Kath Pendleton on Facebook. But um, that tends to be where I put my like sort of everyday stuff. I'm not only good at these reels and stuff yeah. on Instagram. I'm not very good. You don't at have it. to be when you've got these epic pictures <laughs> of you standing there on a rock with icebergs all behind <laughs> you and videos of orcas and stuff like this. So, um, Kath, it's been such a pleasure. This is a uh, a little dream coming to a close. And thank you for giving me the time. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being so patient. I'm looking forward to us doing our mermaid course. Great. <laughs> when riding tigers, untamed and unfiltered with Danny Bent. So, the next steps for me are to go and become a mermaid and maybe trial a little bit of free diving. The idea of doing it under ice scares me to death, but that's all the motivation I need to give it a go. Have an awesome day. Just going to try that one again. So the next steps for me are to go and become a mermaid and maybe do a little bit of that free diving. The idea of doing it under the ice scares me so much. But that's what this podcast's about. And that is all the motivation I need to give it a go. Have an awesome day.